This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Tuesday, October 6th. 2020. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now we're on Amazon Music. So subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and never miss a show. And today is National Plus Size Appreciation Day. So Happy National Plus Size Appreciation Day. We, of course, appreciate and celebrate plus size every day here, but we want to acknowledge the national holiday. Now, today we have a very special guest. John Luca Russo is a fashion and culture writer who recently moved from New York to Arizona. He currently works as a fashion reporter for Teen Vogue and runs a monthly volume at Nylon entitled Plus Us that explores the many ways the plus-size community is discriminated against in our society today. John Luca's work has been published in GQ, Glamour, Nylon, InStyle, Fashionista, Refinery29, and more. His features discussing topics like size inclusivity and body positivity have sparked many conversations within the plus size community and his coverage of New York Fashion Week has received attention on a national level by outlets like CBS This Morning. In July, John Luca and his team launched the Power of Plus digital community that has quickly grown to nearly 10,000 followers and counting, providing free virtual panels, monthly body positive book club, size inclusive brand spotlights, and more. His debut book that was announced today, The Power of Plus, will be out in 2022 from Chicago Review Press. And we are so excited to talk to him today. Let's welcome John Luca to the show. Hi. Thank Hi. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, thank you for coming on. Today is a big day for you, I know, and you got a lot of things happening. Yes, it's definitely a very exciting day, and I'm excited to talk more and tell you more. So I want to learn a little bit more about you before we get into your projects. So tell us a little background about yourself and what you were doing before you became a professional writer. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in upstate New York, and throughout my childhood, I was actually focused on performing, and I did a lot of musical theater and dance, and that was kind of my focus growing up. But I always had this love of storytelling. So no matter what I was doing, whether it was performing or doing broadcast journalism through different clubs at school or anything else, I always had that passion for telling really uh, empowering stories. And those really helped me to not only find myself and to feel more comfortable in myself, but to you know connect with other people and learn about different perspectives and become a more well-rounded human being. And so when I went to college, I originally was studying law, which was not a great choice. Um, and so within 
about a month of studying law, I knew that it was not going to be the right career path for me. So I started this blog to connect with performers where I could still interview them and talk about Broadway and performing and musical theater um, and have this creative outlet still while I was studying law. And within just a few months of launching that blog, I was interviewing top Broadway performers. And it was incredibly fast how it happened, but I knew very quickly that this is what I wanted to do. And this is that kind of the career path I wanted to pursue, but I didn't have any connections to the industry. You know, my parents are immigrants from Italy and they work kind of, you know, nine to five jobs. My father is an electrician. My mother worked for the town that we were, uh, lived in. And so they didn't have any connections or any knowledge of the industry. Um, but I knew that I wanted to make it happen. And so I, did all I could. I reached out to people. I researched, uh, you know, every single day. I figured out how to write and how to become the best writer. Um, and I just worked as hard as possible, it was, you know, throughout college. And it quickly went from a career writing about entertainment and theater to then uh, going into the fashion space, which is something that I had always loved, but never kind of felt I had a role in because of my size um, and because, you know, there weren't clothing options in my size. And so once I was able to start to write about fashion and plus size fashion in particular, I found that that's really where my passion was. Um, and I'm very grateful I was able to pursue that. Um, and that's kind of what's led me to where I'm at today. So how did you get introduced to the plus size community? So I got introduced through Teen Vogue. Um, Teen Vogue was kind of my uh, the first magazine I was obsessed with, and I began reading Teen Vogue under its leadership of Elaine Welteroff and Phil Picardi, who changed the narrative of the publication to be much more progressive and socially conscious. And so um, around 2015 is when that happened, and I immediately resonated with the publication, um, largely because they launched this video series about plus-size fashion. Um, and so I quickly became obsessed with that. And that's what led me more into the community and to learn more about it. Because before that, my only, you know, the only representation I saw were mainstream models like Ashley Graham. Uh, but even then, I didn't feel like I had a place there, you know, being a plus size man myself. Like, I didn't feel I had those representations. I certainly didn't have clothing options in my size and clothing that was my style or that I liked in my size. Um, and so leading up to that, I, you know, I knew that there was a world of plus size fashion, but I didn't feel I had a role in it um, until Team Vogue ultimately showed me that I could have a voice here um, and I could have a career here. So what was your big break as a professional writer that started establishing you as someone in the plus size community? Yeah, so I, in college, my sophomore year is when I began to freelance for a few publications. Um, my freshman year, I had written my blog and I had done a journalism internship and I quickly knew I wanted to start freelancing. So sophomore year, I was freelancing. I got a few bylines and a few small magazines um, and online places, which was great. But ultimately, I knew I wanted to make it to Teen Vogue because that was my dream. And the magazine meant everything to me at the time. And so the summer after my sophomore year, I spent the summer really figuring out what my voice was as a writer. Um, and then at the beginning of my junior year is when I got my first piece um, accepted into Teen Vogue, which was three years ago now. And it was amazing and completely changed my life. Um, and from there, I, I would occasionally write for the magazine about once a month at first. Um, and a few months in, it became much more regular. That summer, I 
went to New York Fashion Week for Nylon. I did this Twitter thread about the lack of plus-size menswear options available, and Gabrielle Horn, who was the editor-in-chief of Nylon at the time, saw it, and she DM'd me and asked me if they sent me to Fashion Week if I would want to cover it, um, which was absolutely insane. And so I went, and I was sitting front row at Fashion Week covering the lack of plus-size menswear, and it was amazing. Um, and then Team Bo saw that piece um, and allowed me to write in the fashion vertical. Um, and so a few months later, I did this series of op-eds uh, and features, um, and one of them about uh, Dolce & Gabbana and their uh, kind of bigoted history and the many problematic the controversies that they've had. And ultimately, Anna Wintour saw the piece and went to my editor and told her that she liked the piece. Um, and so they gave me much more freedom to dig further into plus size fashion in these topics there. And so that's what really kind of sparked everything for me was that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So this stuff is falling in your lap, basically. You know, some of it is, I would say that a lot of it was me chasing it. Um, I, you know, would, I was in college upstate uh, about two and a half hours outside the city but I knew that I wanted to be down in New York. Um, I couldn't go to New York because of financial reasons, of course, studying in New York is very expensive. Um, and so I was upstate. And so while a lot of this kind of seems that it like just fell into my lap and happened, um, a lot of it was me constantly going down to New York every weekend to meet with editors, to meet with writers, to get advice. You know, I essentially wrote full-time in school while also studying. And so I slept maybe three hours a night every day. Um, I was incredibly devoted and very intent on making it to Team Vogue. Um, and so I did everything possible, you know, whether that was networking or constantly writing, writing for every publication I could about every single topic. I mean, I've written about everything from fashion to also like pregnancy and motherhood and all these things that I've gotten to report on. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of it, you know, of course happened by chance. Um, and I'm very grateful for those opportunities, but the buildup certainly was me doing everything I could to make it to where I wanted to be. Because right now, how many years have you been in the plus size community? Is it five or less? Um, it is less than five years. I have I graduated college um, in 2019. And so I started in the plus size community in my sophomore year. So it's probably about four years now since I started writing about it. And you are passing up people that have been in the community for decades. So is it just hard work? No, not at all. I mean, there are so many things like my, you know, that just happened by chance. And of course, I was very privileged to be even able to access going to New York and meeting with these people and having the opportunities that I did. Um, and so I'm very conscious of that. And I think in the work that I do, I constantly strive to not talk about my own voice or my own experiences, but really to highlight others. And so I use my platform now as a journalist to elevate those voices. Um, and so that's what I try to do in everything, whether it is you know features that I'm writing or my column at Nylon, um, really everything I do is about elevating other voices within the community who don't have the same status or you know publicity that they should. And I think that's a really, terrible thing. I was doing an interview yesterday with someone who has been in this industry for 20 plus years and who has just been denied so many opportunities and hasn't gotten the same representation and, and, and the same coverage. Um, and so I think that's terrible. And I want to use what I've been given at Teen Vogue and the other publications to elevate those voices that deserve it. Well, that's fabulous. And so fast forward to 2020, you currently have a monthly column in Nylon titled Plus us. Uh, 
Now, what topics do you cover or what topics have you covered so far in that in that column? Yeah, so we launched Plus Us back in August. Um, our first month, we talked about how to find body positive mental health practitioners, which I thought was a very timely topic, given how we have statistics now that show the pandemic has increased eating disorders and disordered eating patterns, um, especially among the Plus community. And so we, our first piece was that, that you know provided resources and help um, and kind of broke down some of the stigma there. And then our September feature was about um, kind of this notion of the acceptable plus body and dismantling anti-fatness within the fat community um, and how that plays directly into anti-blackness and racism as well. Um, and so that was our September feature, our October one we're still working out now. They usually go out the last week of the month. But for plus us, we're really not so much focused on fashion. We're really focused on discrimination against the plus community and dismantling that and breaking that down while also providing resources um, and different ways that the plus community can, you know, find help when they need it uh, in whatever different areas they may need it. I love that. Now, in July, you launched the Power of Plus Digital Community. And the first panel discussion virtual panel was how black women are fighting the racial divide in plus size fashion which sold out in a few hours now were you excited about all the support you received yes absolutely it was amazing so um me and my co-host for the panel shamara lawrence who is a beauty and fashion writer in new york as well um we had been talking about what we think would be the best panel to do as our first one. And so originally we had a panel scheduled for June, um, but amidst the Black Lives Matter protests, we decided to hold off on it um, and really think about what might be best and how we could talk about, you know, racism and anti-Blackness while also relating it to the world of fashion. And so we brainstormed on it and we came up with this idea to talk about how industry trailblazers are breaking down this racial divide in the industry that's so prevalent still. Um, and specifically in the plus size space. So we launched uh, July 7th is when we launched the platform. And a week later, we announced the first panel. Um, and it, you know, completely filled up in just a few hours, which was insane. And of course, I loved having everyone we had on it. We had Gabby Gregg, Lyris Cross, Kelly Brown, and Christine Thompson, four incredible people who I'm such huge fans of. And the conversation was amazing. We had this amazing dialogue that was so engaging and, and opened up so many topics and people got to ask questions and, and get answers directly from these people. Um, it really was great and it showed us exactly what we wanted to see, which was that people are now more than ever wanting to have open dialogue and engaging conversations to push the needle forward. And that's what the Power Plus is all about, is creating a space where we can have those conversations, you know, even the really difficult ones, the ones that we feel aren't discussed in the mainstream, the ones that are ignored, we want to create a space where we can break those down and where everyone, regardless of size, race, gender, age, can come and talk about it. Because ultimately, fashion is for everybody and that's what we're pushing here. But even further, we want to break down all these stigmas um, and all these divides within our community that are only pre pre presenting more harm than good. Now, in July, when you launched that digital community, did you already have your book deal or did that project help you secure the book deal? So I didn't have the book deal when we launched, but I have been working on the book proposal since last September. Um, and so it had been uh, almost a year since I had started The Power of Plus. 
and part of the proposal was um, including this kind of digital community that I wanted to launch as well. And so the day that we uh, launch the digital community is the day that the proposal also went on submission, which means that it goes out to editors to consider. And ultimately um, in August um, is when we got the, the deal. Um, but I didn't have it when we launched the community, but I of course have been working on it for almost a year at that point. Um, and so the topic was very developed by then uh, and we were really excited to, to launch it then. So let's talk more specifically about the book. So tell me about the power of plus and what was your inspiration? Yeah, absolutely. So the power of plus is a natural extension of the work that I've been doing the past few years. So last fashion week, um, actually fashion week a few seasons ago, last September, I was doing this project where I did 10 big features about plus size fashion. So they were for a bunch of different outlets from Teen Vogue, Glamour, Nylon, InStyle, Fashionista. Uh, and I did these 10 really big features, um, one of them being this piece called Claiming Space. Uh, it was for Nylon and I spoke to 26 trailblazers in the plus size space about how they're changing the industry. And one of them was Hunter McGrady, who has become a great friend of mine. And over the course of that week, of Fashion Week, I interviewed Hunter three more times for three different pieces, uh, and we quickly became friends. And in having those conversations um, during Fashion Week, you know, I, I interviewed over 50 people in that week, I saw that there was a huge opportunity here to talk about something that wasn't being talked about in the mainstream. And so while we have magazines now that do do plus size fashion coverage from time to time and, and might interview you know, the biggest influencers on the occasion and stuff like that. Um, we weren't having a real impactful dialogue in the mainstream. And in talking to every single one of these women and men, I saw that there was so much to be said and so many stories to be told that, uh, frankly, a lot of people didn't know about. And it was insane to me to see that, that so many people who had been working for years were being erased from the narrative because they didn't have the same mm -hmm. amount of power or, or the same publicity. And so I really, in that moment, knew that there was something deep here that I wanted to dig into. And so my kind of like journalism side kicked in there. Um, and I just began talking to people and talking to everyone of all these different areas of the community, all the different facets of the community. And I saw that the biggest story here was their stories. And so that's what I wanted to prioritize with the Power Plus. This book is not about me in the slightest. It's not about my journey, but it's about the women over the past three decades who have created this market and more importantly, this community single-handedly and who have persevered through the most difficult things to bring us to where we are now. And without them, we wouldn't have what we have now, you know? And so with the Power Plus, I want to pay tribute to every single one of these women from, you know, the late 1980s to now, it pay tribute in the best way that I can by telling their stories in the way they want them to be told and by creating something where someone can read it and truly understand the history of plus size fashion um, and how we got exactly to where we are now. So you are documenting the past three decades of trailblazing women in the plus size industry. So the majority of this book will be pre Instagram, because a lot of firsts and a lot of major things happened before Instagram was invented. Yes, I 
in terms of the structure of it, it will be kind of chronological, but also will jump a little. Um, and so there is a lot about pre-Instagram, pre, I think Instagram was, you know, 2012, sometime around then. Um, a lot of it is pre that uh, and about the women who are around then, especially the first two chapters um, are all about that. And then the rest of the book will, you know, jump here and there between different things um, and to tell different stories depending on what the topic is of that chapter. But yeah, it'll go back into, you know, the first chapter talks about even the origins of plus size fashion in the early 1900s and then jumps to, of course, the fat liberation movement of the 60s um, and then, of course, to plus models like Emmy and, you know, uh, Angelica Morton and all these people in the 80s and 90s. Um, and so there's definitely a, a huge history component here. There's also um, a lot about the present, about where we're at. Um, and there's also a lot about the future and how we can push to a more inclusive future um, and what exactly that means to be a size inclusive fashion brand and how that plays into the future success of the industry. So um, you announced it today, as I said at the beginning of the show, but the book does not come out until 2022. So why um, is the announcement made so early? Is that normal? Yeah, so that's kind of the way publishing works. It's kind of weird, but essentially you announce, and then the book usually comes out 18 months after the announcement. Um, and that's for nonfiction books. Uh, my book, of course, is nonfiction, as it's just original interviews with all these women. Um, for fiction books, it's often a little different because the book is written before, you know, a lot of times before the announcement, and so it's a shorter time span there. But for nonfiction, it's usually um, announced 18 months before, um, which gives you time to write the book and work on edits uh, before it comes out. So do you know the majority of the women that you are going to be featuring in your book, or are you still seeking people? I know a good amount of them. I have... Um, Every chapter, I have a list of women I think would be great for it, but a lot of it is me interviewing those women and then asking, who else do you think is important for this chapter, and then reaching out to those women. So I do have a good list uh, going, but, you know, every chapter I'm reaching out to more people for my first chapter. Um, you know, I started out with five interviews and ended up with, like, more than 15. Um, and so I have kind of the guiding women who I know specifically can talk on certain topics. Um, but as I continue to write, I'll continue to expand on that list. And ultimately, you know, my goal is to tell every story possible and to include every voice possible. Of course, I can't include absolutely everyone, um, but I'm going to try my best to include everyone I can and to, you know, make sure that these stories get told in the most genuine and empowerful way. And, you know, you can use my podcast as a resource because I've interviewed almost everybody. Uh, I know. <laughs> you know I will. You know I will be. <laughs> so are you going to go on a book tour? You know, I don't know. I would love to go on a book tour, but of course, it's hard to know what will happen in 18 months from now with everything going on. Um, but hopefully, you know, given the current circumstances, if in 2022 things are safer, I'll be able to do something. I'm sure I'll be doing a lot of virtual events as well, since that's kind of our go-to thing with the digital community of the Power Plus is to do these virtual events. I'm sure I'll be doing some of those. Um, but over the next 18 months while I'm writing the book, 
we'll be continuing to do virtual panels um, and other events like that. And so we will continue to grow the digital community around the Power of Plus, um, which has been you know, growing so fast and has had the best reaction, better than we could have ever imagined. We'll continue to grow that and to do virtual events around that. And then hopefully when the book comes out in 2022, we're able to do in-person things as well if it's safe by then. So are you taking pitches for any of your projects? Because you have, um, you know, you write for a magazine, you have a book coming out, you have an online community. So can people pitch themselves to you for any of these things? Yeah, absolutely. Something that I'm always very open about is that all of my work is derived from stories and from people's you know, passions and, and their knowledge and what they've gone through. And so I'm always open to people reaching out to me and telling me about who they are, you know, what they've done, uh, and telling me their stories. Even if it's outside the plus space, I'm always open to that because everything I do is driven by that. Um, and so I always want to make sure I'm prioritizing it. So I'm always open to it, especially with my column at Nylon. I want to be writing things that are really important to the community and really impactful. And the only way I can do that is by having regular conversations with them. So that's what we're also trying to do with the Power Plus is create that space where I can see what people want to talk about, what they really care about at the time. Um, And so I'm always open to people reaching out to me and introducing themselves and telling me more. I would love for people to do that, especially now that I'm writing the book. I'm sure I'm going to need more and more resources. So I'm definitely open to that. So what is your ultimate goal with your career and your brand? You know, that is a really great question. I'm not sure I know that yet. Um, You know, so much of it has taken off really fast. And I'm really grateful for it, but it it definitely has been overwhelming at times. Um, I think my ultimate goal is to really push fashion forward in whatever way I can. And so whether that is influencing a magazine to prioritize plus size coverage or, you know, influencing a brand to extend their sizes, what I really want to do is help push the needle forward. And so, yes, we have this digital community that I want to grow and to become this place where we can have, you know, conversations and talk more and all of that, uh, which is something that we plan to do um, extensively over the next few months as well. But I also want to continue to push magazines and push editors to not think of, you know, plus size people as the token, but to really prioritize them as they should be and to seamlessly integrate them into fashion coverage. My goals for my career, you know, I am writing this book. I would love to write more books in the future. Um, I would love to continue to grow this digital platform. Um, And I would love to continue to work in magazines and to continue to consult with brands and, and kind of push forward there. So my ultimate goal is to just create more dialogue Um, and to assist these brands and magazines in whatever way I can to become more inclusive. And you're only, what, 23 years old? So you got a lot of time to figure it out. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I do have a lot of time. Sometimes I need to slow down a bit. I'm a little too fast sometimes, so I definitely have to slow down a bit. So do you have anything else happening that we can be on the lookout for? Yeah, absolutely. So we do virtual uh, monthly panels at the Power of Plus. Um, And so our July one, as we talked about, talked about the racial divide in plus size fashion. Um, The one after that talked about the topic of body neutrality. And for October, we're going to be talking about how industry trailblazers are pushing for the size inclusive future of fashion and what exactly that means. So our next panel will be on October 29th 
at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it'll tackle that topic about the persistent push for science inclusivity in fashion. It will feature um, a few different models, one of them being Hunter McGrady, um, and will be uh, moderated by me and my co-host, Shamara Lawrence. Um, we're really excited to have that conversation. So that'll be our October panel, and we're already planning the ones after that as well. So the panels are usually the fourth week of every month. We post about them on our Instagram, um, and there's a registration link that goes out. Um, and so we'll be posting about it likely next week, I think, with the registration link. We're super excited about those, so we'll continue to do those. And then we're doing monthly brand spotlights as well, where we give away, um, you know, something nice from a brand, but also talk to them and do an Instagram Live with them. And so we're planning our next one now. That will likely be the first week of November. So before you go, tell us your official websites and social media pages. Yes, so you can find my personal social media um, at G underscore Russo one, um, and that's across all social media. My website is www.russog.com, and then you can find The Power Plus on Instagram at thepowerplus.co. Um, from there, you can register for our newsletter. The link is in the bio over there. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. This was a really good interview, and I really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about all your projects. Of course. Thank you so much. I, you know how much I appreciate your work and, and kind of the, the effort that you put in here and what you've created yourself within this, this community. And, you know, it's so great to be able to speak with you and to tell you more about this. Um, I'm so excited to share more uh, and to continue to grow this over the next 18 months. Um, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today and to learn more. Yeah. So you got to come back on when it's time for the book to come out. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Well, thanks again and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. And thank you to, again to my fabulous guest this evening, John Luca Russo. Make sure you check out his Power of Plus digital community and the forthcoming book in 2022. I'm your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.